As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooter Magooter. Shoots, what's up? All business tonight, baby. Yep. I'm glad you picked up on that. That yep. was an intentional Shooter Magooter. Not messing around. Steel's on a warpath. I have been a hot little potato for about 24 hours now because of the bullshit that's been spewing on my Instagram feed, our Instagram feed. Just been hanging out. I know. You've been cool, calm, and collected, which wow. is why we work so well together. I'm a, I'm a spark plug, and <laughs> you're, a, you're a babbling brook. All right. Sounds good to me. I'm borderline manic at this point. That's okay. It's all right. You'll get it out. At the end of the episode, you're going to feel much better. And then we got to do part three. Well, yeah, that's a different thing, but I think you'll be fine by part three. Honestly. I hope I think so. you're going to get it all out, and then we'll have a little fun with part three. Well, I mean, I'm going to have fun regardless. You know what's getting me through? We have family di- family dinner after this. Family dinner. So we got the crew coming over for family dinner. Uh, so that's keeping me a little calm. I, I will feel better. This is always therapeutic for me. It's just been a whirlwind. I can't. I thought Scandaval was over. And it just pulls me back in. What's the what's the quote? Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back I, in. You didn't think it was over. You knew that when we were going, at least at the very least, going into the next season, you know it's coming back. Well, yeah, but I thought that we'd have a longer break, I guess. I didn't expect Raquel to come out of the woodworks this soon. I definitely didn't expect her to do it via Bethany fucking Frankel, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to skip through... The news, we're going to skip through Rose and Thorn. We're going to get right into it. Uh, did have a Thorn that I wanted to talk about real quick. Let's do that. I got Let's do a quick Rose and Thorn just to set the tone. Because I need a little Rose in my... I do have one Rose. So I just have first. one Thorn that I want to talk about. It was after our debate about Paula Abdul on Wednesday morning show. Oh, yeah. Somebody... I guess jokingly tweeted something out just saying, I can't imagine, I couldn't have ever imagined that this is the duo that would have broken up the Bra Bros. And it was Paula Abdul with, MC what is it, Cat. DJ, DJ Scat? MC Cat. It's MC Cat? Okay, yes. they said, oh, whatever. Um, doesn't matter. But somebody commented on that and said, whoa, the Bra Bros broke up. I don't like them at all. What oh, happened? Yeah, oh my God, it's like, strange. dude, what? First off, who in the world saw that gif and thought, wow, the Bra Bros broke up and it was Paula Abdul? Yeah. No, like, it just, it didn't make any sense, but it was really funny. I just love that we caught that stray. Yeah, we caught that stray. And the best part is I didn't know Shooter had responded. I don't usually respond on Twitter, but I was going to say something funny. I literally wrote, why are we out here catching strays? Come to find out Shooter had wrote the exact same thing with a gif. So I deleted mine, and then the guy called us out for deleting tweets. I was like, shit. And the funny part is we said the exact same thing. I, yes. sh- I should have done my due diligence. I did not. It's okay. That's a good enough. That's Rose and Thorn for both of us. It's Rosy Thorn. Yeah, it was fun. The Thorny Rose. It's a little goof. Once this all broke, once the Bethany Frankel interview broke, I texted you immediately because I was like, well, we just got our second part of Friday's episode because OC didn't air this week. Oh. I did want to call attention to that email we got. Somebody emailed us and said, uh, hey, can you guys let us know, your listeners, when shows aren't airing, when they take a week off? We can try, but we don't know either. I don't even know. Like, (laughs) Even if our version of trying to do that, we'll be talking about it on the podcast probably the day after that happens. we We have no idea. We sit down the same time. Honestly... Most shows, we honestly don't even really watch live. We'll watch them on Peacock because I can't do commercials. But yeah, no, th- there's no chance you're going to get that from us. Yeah, wishful thinking. We'll do our best, but don't count on us for the Bravo scheduling because we don't even know when shows come back and people yell at us for it. So uh, as much as we'd like to help you out, we're not that guy, pal. But let's just get right into it. There's no sense in waiting this is the Bethany Frankel episode, the Rachel Levis episode, the Raquel episode, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Frankel. Yeah, we did do a hashtag Frankel, is how it's pronounced. Hashtag Frankel. I like to put stress on the Q. Frankel. Q's are fun. Q's are fun, you know? A little QT. Thank you for keeping it No, away. but I honestly think, oh, uh, just one little side note. 
I am now officially calling her Raquel because she is leaning into the Rachel thing. Oh, so everything that she going, does, I'm just going to do the opposite. You're going the other way. Yeah, I'm like not going to like give her that. That's just, that's fair. The one thing that I will say before we dive into it, her responses throughout this interview process pretty much says to me that she learned nothing during those 90 days when she was supposed to be figuring out herself, trying to get a grasp on what had happened. I didn't get any of that from what she was saying throughout this entire two-episode streak that we've been listening to. I didn't see that at all. Uh, no, I saw zero change. If anything, she went further in the other direction. And look, I don't know. I was planning on kind of getting into this as we got into it, but the vibe that I caught from this whole thing is pretty much what we've been saying the whole time. Raquel is dumb as a rock. Mm. And I think that she will take any guidance that anybody's going to give her. And right now she has no friends. She's only got family. The stories that we heard about her family, like letting her change her name in first grade because there's other girls named Rachel and she's, she wanted to be special. Crazy. Her mom just let her do that. That's fucking, that is pageantry That's shit. enabling that behavior. Is crazy stuff. So clearly we're not getting any good guidance over there. I think she turned to Bethany for guidance. Oh. And I think that a lot of these answers, and I will point them out as we talk about them, but I think a lot of these answers were kind of pushed by Bethany. You know She teased her up really well. She teased her up to a point where, yes, oh, you guys, were you guys actually best friends? Gives her that answer, like leads her into it. So I think that she's been coached up by Bethany. And the only reason that Bethany is doing that is because Bethany wants more views. She wants more shock and awe from the audience. She wants people to talk about it, which we are. And that's kind of what I saw this going from instead of a remorseful Raquel that we maybe we would have gotten if she actually took treatment seriously. It just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem like either she didn't take it seriously or Tom changed her or Bethany changed her or her family changed her. I don't know what happened, but she went the complete opposite direction. I just want to note that we called Bethany out like two weeks ago for being thirsty, for trying to do the most to get back in the limelight, for trying to stay relevant. And we caught so much shit for it. Lo and behold, she comes out with this nonsense, and now everyone's turned the table. Everyone's changed their opinion. That's all I want to say on to that. To be fair, you, you did kind of spearhead the whole Bethany needs to go away. I really only had an issue with her eating on camera. Yeah, well. I don't really care. You know, people now? are going to talk whatever. How about now? How about now? You want to open that? How about now? How about now? I respect her a thousand percent <laughs> more than I did two weeks ago. Just She's a down. fucking genius. But my whole thing. Is she a genius for like the interview? Yeah, absolutely. But that's a layup. Anybody knows that this is going to be the biggest interview of your podcasting career if you can snag Rachel, Raquel, whatever. She's not a genius because she's spearheading a monetization without compensation strike. And then she goes out and she does the exact fucking thing that Bravo's doing that she's trying to speak out against. She is saying that reality stars deserve to be paid for the shit that they go through. She has Rachel on her show and does not compensate her for it. Gives her nothing in return. Are we positive about that? Yes, 100%. How are we sure? She's spoken out about it. Every, there's been a TikTok okay. about right. it. There's been different documents coming. Like She but has I also, not paid her. Me, personally, I don't have an issue with that. Why? She's a guest on the show. She's able to speak freely Absolutely. about her experience. I think that's more than compensation. Absolutely, unless you are the face of a quote-unquote movement in which reality stars it's are a, getting fucked out of money. Is, Bethany's going to make six figures off of this yeah. episode alone. Alone. You can point out the, the hypocrisy here for sure. But I'm going to about I'm a thousand looking, times. I know, so but I'm up. looking at it and in a nutshell. I don't really have a problem with it. Honestly. Well, you need to just grin and bear it because that is That's the fine. main okay. point of my argument here tonight. But let's get into it. We start out with a terrible intro. Um, they literally say hi to each other. I will say from like a podcasting standpoint, like she's not a good host. I didn't enjoy any of these. Like she's not. She wasn't. Good. All right. Put her up against Howie Mandel. That's my point. This is Howie 2.0. I don't think it was. I think she did a lot better job what than Howie. What the fuck is going on? Are you like Team Bethany? I'm, I'm being serious right now, yeah. She did a better job than Howie, but she did not, not do hard. a good job. Exactly. Like, she sits there and says, I've never watched the show. Like, don't announce that immediately. That's craziness to me. Howie did the same thing. But I think that that's... She, she did say that she's never watched the show. And later she said that she watched a couple episodes from the season and then she really watched the reunion. Yeah, that, you know, that can get you in some hot water, but I don't have a problem with that. At least she's doing that and not hiding it and not acting like she's watched the show. Because if she acted like she watched the show, people would be yelling about her definitely not watching the show. She might fist fight after this. Good. <clears throat> anyway, then the next thing she goes on to do is highlight the exploitation that Rachel is facing through this show. 
right? She's saying that everyone else is making out like a bandit. You're getting nothing in return. One, that's not true. We find out that Raquel made three hundred and twenty-five dollars to $350,000 this season. I'm not sure. I've seen multiple things, but it's within the range of three hundred dollars to $350,000. That's about $20,000 an episode, which is not chump change. Bethany later says, like, you get paid less than my interns do, which that's, that's wild. I would love to be Bethany. I'll, I'll, I don't think I, I don't think there's any money in the world that would let me be Bethany Frankel's. Intern. Yeah, that's actually a really good. No point. idea what those people go through on a day to day basis. That's a that's a valid point. But the next thing that happens is she starts talking about what her grasp of VPR is with her limited knowledge. And she says this show is based in a bar. It's centered around drinking, it profits off affairs, X, Y, Z, all the bad things, all the negative things that all Bravo shows do profit off of. My issue with how she is framing it is she's minimizing the affair in which, like the actual scandal affair, because she's comparing it to, I know other members of this cast have cheated, and yeah, a lot of them have. And our platform throughout the entire season of EPR, we laid into that. We said it's kind of bullshit that all these people now have a voice against cheating when all of them have done the same fucking thing. We're not saying that they are not at fault either, but you can't compare this affair to the other affairs that we've seen on the show. I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's within the same like ballpark. It's not, but you can tell pretty early on in the interview what Raquel's mission is here. Yes. Yeah. And it's and again, like she is not smart enough to do this on her own. So whether it's Bethany or somebody else pushing it, she is trying to paint a picture where, yes, VPR was dying. Yes, VPR got big because there were cheating scandals and there was this and that and whatever. All she's doing is the same behavior times 15. We get all the numbers that kind of support that. Like, yes, it was the most successful show in 2023. I know what she's trying to do. I don't I don't believe it. I mean... There are some aspects of like Tom and Ariana's relationship that maybe that could be true. But as far as what she did and how she went about it, no, this is what you did. And this is exactly how you went about it. Like there's no backing down from that. If she had gone into this and was remorseful, she was even more remorseful at the reunion than she was now. So what you just took four months to figure it out. And now you're even less remorseful than you were. I look, I know that I'm not going to go full craziness on this and support Raquel too. (laughs) Like that would be wild. But the way that Raquel came out of this, Raquel looks way worse than she did a month ago. If she just let it simmer, look, don't come back to BPR. If it's bad for you, okay, great. That's fine. We'll get over it. We'll just kind of focus on Tom next season. Not a big deal. Yes, you're probably going to get paid a lot more if you come back next season. That makes a lot more sense. If that's what you're willing to do to sell your soul, as you so eloquently put it, go for it. Go ahead and do it. But to sit here on this platform where you know millions and millions of people are going to listen to this, yep. they're going to look for everything that you say. To go this crazy, this far outside of what we're used to is crazy. Like You are not painting yourself in a good picture. You're not trying to get out scot-free. You're not blaming this, that, and another thing for what you did. You're not taking any ownership. It's just wild. The lack of accountability is crazy, and it goes into what she says immediately after she brings up the compensation thing. She says that reality TV is edited. No shit. And she starts trying to minimize the affair much like Bethany did. She says, you know, they were so intrigued by the concept of the affair that they leaned into this and I became the punching bag for the season. Look, does Tom deserve more shit than he got? Yeah, 1000%. He's getting off easier than Rachel. The difference is... If this had been an affair in which you guys fooled around once or twice and were trying to keep it secret, did you deserve like the level of, as you said, 18 times on this podcast, vitriol that you got? Probably not, considering everybody else in the show has done the same thing. The difference is, for seven months you carried this on, you also tried to get close to the girlfriend of the guy you were fucking. You also tried to dive into the dynamics of their relationship with the girlfriend. And say, are you guys having sex? None of your fucking business, man. How you carried yourself was crazy. It was sociopathic. That's the difference. And you're not minimizing it by saying everyone else has done it. Bravo loves a good affair. They love the attention, so they're going to lean into it. Yeah, they are because you gave them way too much to work with. That's your fault. That is Tom's fault. You need to, like, all I can gather from this as a whole is you made your bed fucking lying it. Like you just said, the fact that she's coming back now like this instead of being like you know what i've had time to think about it i'm so sorry ariana i'm so sorry for what i did i've learned a lot about myself i want to grow i want to continue to grow that's the response not 
I'm a victim too. That's bullshit. That's your yeah. first appearance and you're going to play the victim I think, card? I think if she didn't play the victim card and she just tried to lay out some of the facts, quote unquote facts, if you will, it would have come out better because maybe you're maybe you're uncovering a few stones. Maybe when you right. point to Tom and Ariana's relationship and you start talking about how it was for the cameras and it was a brand and it was this and that and they really didn't have anything there. Maybe some of us would start looking. And yes, she's not wrong in the fact that Tom hasn't gotten nearly as much shit as she has. Tom should be getting way more shit. We agree. We can agree with that. Yep. I don't understand why people aren't giving him more shit. The fact that he's still able to go around the country and sing his fucking hit new single. Ah, uh, that was my that's favorite a line of the podcast. Um, hit new single. The fact that he's able to just kind of move around freely and that we're seeing pictures from this season pop out. And I don't give a shit what Lala says. I don't care what Sheen is talking about with these pictures. Lala is smiling and hugging Tom. Period. I do not care. Tom is getting off so much easier than Raquel. And yeah, maybe Raquel put her foot in her mouth a bunch of times. Yes, she absolutely did. Tom also put his foot in his mouth. Tom is the number one villain, villain in this whole story. If Raquel showed any remorse, and I, I, I kind of even understand where she's coming from, where she showed a tiny bit of remorse during the reunion and just got ripped apart. Of course, you're going to get ripped apart. It's fresh. It's new. Three weeks. It's fresh. It's new. <laughs> you're going to come back now four months later. I get if you don't want to show any remorse because nobody's giving you anything to talk to. I, I kind of get that. Just leave all of that out of it. Stop trying to play the victim and try to point to some other things and blame it all on Tom. That's a move. You might be able to get out of this a little bit easier. Instead, you're going to be a villain again. You're going to be a worse villain than when you came into this. But let's keep plugging along. The next thing I want to bring up, she starts talking about her family and her relationship with her family. And Bethany asks her, like, like how did your mom take it? It's got to be hard for them to hear all this stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely it was. And Bethany drops my favorite line when people get tough. I would be in jail for murder if you were my daughter. Which, one, belittles what her mother did for Raquel. Like, you're not even acknowledging She's that. not point. wrong. What do you mean? What did Raquel's mom do for her? Nothing. Absolutely, no, absolutely nothing. No, no. And maybe she does deserve it. I thought that. it was. I mean, like... It the overlaying factor of this entire thing, it was the funniest hour and a half minus 52 minutes for commercials <laughs> that I have ever listened to. I enjoyed every aspect of this podcast. I did. That's kind of where I came from. I know that you watched it and you were like livid about what was going on and you hated everybody that was involved. Yeah. I get that. But overall, from an entertainment value, it was fun. I would do it again in a heartbeat if I, I could. I know you would. I, I can't. Because it was I get so funny. I, hypocrisy is one of my biggest icks, if you want to call but it. I, that's the thing is you didn't want to go back to Scandival. I don't care. These people aren't real people. I understand it's that. It's funny. I get more emotionally invested in things yeah. than you do. Okay. It's who I am. Let's keep going. Bethany reads the apology and ask is the apology still accurate and thank god i genuinely thought she was going to say no i thought she was gonna be like you know after thinking about it and honestly if you ask her after episode two the same question i think she might say no i think she was still fresh and like i believe she had a game plan going into it i believe bethany steered her where she wanted her to go yes for sure like i think that bethany is the mastermind which is hysterical to say out loud but i think that she was trying to steer her in a certain direction and as we know rachel is very impressionable so she listens and she kind of picks up on what Bethany's trying to do. She hears Bethany throwing all the victim words out, all the targeted like trigger words for victims. And she latches onto it. She goes, oh, this is a good spin. Maybe I can come out of this like looking like I got hurt. Fucking great move by B. It's not because everyone sees through it. And this is my thing with Bethany thinking she's a fucking mastermind in all of this because she's not. This again, this is an absolute layup. No one's going to turn this down. No one's going to say no to this interview. The fact that she's laying this out in a three-part, like this is a Marvel finale, like we're watching the end of phase one of the Marvel movies where they drop three to finish the fucking thing. That's what she's doing. The first episode was 38 minutes with 12 minutes of ads, which means that one-fourth of the episode, a quarter, was advertisements, which that's where the hypocrisy comes in, the monetization. The second episode was 38 minutes long with 10 minutes. So what? You skipped through them. My point is, that's one episode. You put 38 minutes plus yeah. 28 minutes, and that's a hour and six minutes. So My point she's of monetizing. Out, then pay Raquel. Well, who cares about Raquel? I do. Why do you want Raquel to be paid? Because if you're going to die on the hill of monetization without exploitation, or whatever the exploitation without monetization, then you need to fucking pay her. I'm not saying that she deserves the money. I'm saying that if you are going to spearhead this quote-unquote ridiculous strike, 
that you have made TikTok after TikTok after TikTok about. And then you come out and you say shit like you're not going to fucking pay her when you're going to make six figures plus on this one goddamn episode and stretch it out into three. That's fucking insane. That's bullshit. And I can't stand for it. And don't you sit there and sip your stateside because you know you're getting me riled up. He's the fucking king of the gaslighters. And here I am about to throw my goddamn notebook through the wall. I just don't think it fucking matters. Raquel is not somebody you need to pay for I'm, somebody to get on. You're giving her time to talk and make her peace. And she's putting her foot in the mouth. You at least she's making her. I understand. Yes. In you. general, if she had brought anybody else on, say she brings on Teresa or Louie to talk about fucking Jersey, pay them. Go ahead. Do that. You get into it. She still makes a good point. They do deserve to get paid. I agree. There's nothing wrong there. I don't have any issues with that. I also can believe that Raquel doesn't exactly deserve to get paid. Her compensation is being able to talk. It's not Bethany's fault that she's coming out worse than this. My whole thing is if Bethany's platform is reality stars deserve to get paid and Bravo is exploiting them. And then she in turn exploits Raquel to make money off of her without giving her any incentive. That's ridiculous. That shows you who Bethany is. That's my only point. It's not so much that Rachel deserves the money. I can understand that the platform to speak freely and exonerate yourself or attempt to is enough compensation to get her onto the show. I understand where you're coming from. I'm simply saying, if Bethany wants to die on this hill, then you need to pay Rachel. Like, that's just to keep your other movement well, going. Well, let's be honest here. Bethany does not want to die on this hill. No, I she's do not think she actually away cares. From this and I like think she just on. wants some public attention. She doesn't care. She doesn't watch the show. She didn't know who exactly. Rachel was until like she six months ago. She doesn't care about this movement. She just wants attention. And what is she getting? The most attention right now. It's just it's she got insane. what she wanted. I know she did. Look, it worked. But it's it's not right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not it saying it's the, the lens, right move. I'm only looking at it from the lens of what she's attempting to do with all of reality TV, and then what she immediately turns around and does. That's bullshit. Okay. That's all. And you agree with me. You're just trying to... I know what you're doing. It's fucking annoying. I agree with you. I know you do. And it's annoying what you're doing. I know what you're doing. What do you got? I'm going to... Put it in your little shirt pocket? me right now. I swear <laughs> to God. We get to the reunion or leaving the reunion. And um, I had to highlight this because she talks about how she went back to the interview with Andy three days after the reunion. She actually left there and went straight to treatment in the facility. But... She has the nerve in this moment to say, honesty is one of my core values. It's like, look, maybe it was, but you cannot sit there and say, this is my core. This is a pillar of who I am is honesty. When you lied about an affair for seven months, when you were hanging out with the girlfriend of the man you were banging. Ariana was not wrong. She doesn't have a thought of her own. No, she saw it during this interview. You could see her mind changing the entire time. She went in with, I don't think she went in with a plan. I she just she, went in thinking, like, I'm going to hope for the best. That's what she said after the, uh, that reunion, the reunion, right? That was she hoping for the, the best, expecting the worst. Yeah, that is. <laughs> now she's really just point. hoping for the best. There was no worst part of this. That's a really good point. But Bethany asks her, so why did you choose me? Why did your people reach out to me? And she says, you are a force to be reckoned with. And my mom resonates with you. And that's an interesting thing now that you said what you said earlier about her mom. If the mom's resonating with Bethany... Rachel hears that. She goes, oh, Bethany's my mom. I need to go to Bethany now. Yes. Like, she gets pointed in directions. And also, there's no way that Raquel reached out to Bethany, right? I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I bet her. I heard that. And I, I imagine that Bethany could go either way. Out. I don't know. It could go either way, honestly. But they start talking about exploitation. And that's when they really get into it. And Rachel's saying, you know, everybody ran to the bank on Scandaval and everyone's cashing out on it. And I'm not. And maybe so. Maybe you're not getting the kickbacks, but that's what happens when you play the role of the villain. Ariana is the woman scorned. She's the one that got burnt in this whole thing. And she deserves all the come ups that she's getting because of the public embarrassment that she got on TV. If you played your cards right, and went into this interview with an actual redemption story or took just it, all she had to do was go into this interview and say, I'm wrong. I'm better now or working on myself. And you could have a comeback arc, maybe like down the road somewhere. But you just shot yourself with the foot again. But that's when she says, I made a single penny. And then I have to say, again, I would love to not make a single penny and make three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, make twenty thousand dollars an episode. Yeah. Also, the whole point of what you did is so that you can establish yourself as a force on this show. That's the path that you decided to go down. You want to do this. You want to use the past seasons and the past cheating scandals 
as sort of a blueprint for what you want and up it times 10. Yeah. Show up this year. Show up next year. You'll make more than 350K. You'll be making 500K. If we're led to believe what she says, which has got to be bullshit, that Sandoval is going to get a producer credit in season 11, yeah, no there's way. no fucking chance in hell. If there is, and we're in the trust tree right now, I think, right? I don't know. You're, Are we in you're the trust tree? But yeah, we're always in the trust tree. I'm up to like 10% that this whole thing's fake. 10? It's pretty high. It's oh, getting wow. higher. Yeah, I, I'm starting to call it out. Interesting. I, I can see that this whole thing is fake. I don't think it's fake. If Sandoval I, gets a producer credit next year, this thing's 50% fake. I don't. So here's my take. I don't think it's fake. I think once it was established that it was happening, then they started pulling some strings. I think yes, that the okay. initial right. hookup I, I'm, is not fake. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully in on that. Yeah. If I think, that's, you know, where we go. But right. I think once they got the info, they're like, ooh, fuck yeah, we yeah, can run was, with this and I, save the show. But that does take us into the Ariana portion of the podcast and Rachel comes out and says, we were never besties. They painted this picture that we were like super tight. We weren't. While that may be true for me, it's hard to believe that like when, even when she explains what their friendship was, because she says, Ariana always looked out for me. She always defended me. She wanted what was best for me. That's a friend. But then she also said they never hung out off camera. No, no, I'm not saying it's a best. Friend. No, no, no. I, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm actually questioning the oh, we never yeah, hung yeah. out off camera. Yeah, right. I think that's got to be that bullshit, doesn't right? make sense to me. There's yeah. no way that they weren't like together. I'm. She said they weren't one on one, but I don't know. Like as that crew kind of navigates, I think they go around together a lot. My point with that is like you were friends. You you can't call it acquaintances if she has your best interest at heart. She's looking out for you, defending you, all of those nice things. So this is just an argument of semantics to me, and I think that that's where. Rachel kind of puts her foot in her mouth. It's like, well, she had your back, dude. Like, there's no world in which this woman yep. who is defending you relentlessly. When shit went bad with James, she was on your team, like, ride or die. You cannot then in turn say, oh, we were just acquaintances. Like, this is just painted up for the show to make it look like a certain thing. And that's interesting because that's what she seems to be doing with everything. She's leaning on production because that's an easy out, right? Because yep. we all don't know. We don't see behind the scenes. and We all talk about production all the time. We but know then Bethany that backed her up too. So of that's why I'm thinking did, that though. Bethany's pulling the strings in this whole interview. Oh, she is. It has to be. Yeah, she has. She is definitely the director here, but she talks about how Sheena was her best friend. And then she goes on this other weird spin and says, Yeah, but then Sheena tried to paint this narrative that she was like a mother figure and she was taking care of me. She offered you her apartment. She let you stay there. She claims that she didn't make you pay rent. You're now saying you did pay rent. I honestly believe Sheena over Rachel because Rachel lied for seven months plus. And the fact that she's minimizing what Sheena did is weird. Like, yeah. And this is weird. There's no evidence that Sheena was doing that because I, like, yeah, that could probably be annoying. But if she was doing it on the show before the whole Sandoval thing came out saying like, yeah, I took, I took Raquel in, I mothered her, I gave her a place to live. Like, no, we never really saw any of that. After the news broke, we see it on the reunion because Sheena's actually breaking down. If that's what Raquel is pointing at, then fuck you. Like, that doesn't make any sense. None. You can't be, you're going to take offense to the fact that Sheena's saying that she mothered you when all of the things that she lined up, one, happened, two, are motherly and friendly, and now you're going to take offense to that and later? You also that said make that any she sense. was your best friend. Yes. No, it's, I think that she's, she's just got to be butthurt that these people aren't supporting her and not checking in on her and not seeing if she's okay after all of this. She just can't wrap her little mind around how she scorned everybody. It's just crazy that she can't see why she got cut out of the group and the fact that Bethany leans into it. Like, no one's there giving you a tissue. No one's there looking out for you at the reunion. It's like, why would they? This is three weeks yeah. removed. But that leapfrogs directly into Tom and Ariana's relationship. And Rachel says, I would not have been involved if I thought there was any longevity to this, which then, in a weird way, is trying to vindicate her decision. Like, it's okay because this relationship was a farce. And that's where I say, regardless of that, until they're broken up, you don't step in, period. Yeah. No, I, and I think that she's still, and this just goes to show you that the 60 or 90 days, however fucking long her retreat was, did absolutely nothing because she was even still talking about Tom. Like, aside from the video that he recorded, she's still talking about him like he's a god. Yeah. Like, I gave him a key to my apartment so that he could escape his terrible relationship while I was away. Like, what? What? Why? Now you're like, a savior. You're, why are you doing this to this guy who just ruined your entire life? If that's what you're going to do, you're going to play the victim, but also say that you're supporting the person who pushed you to the victim role. Like, that doesn't, 
add up at all. And again, it's it's hard to put really any thought into what she's saying. Like, yes, a lot of the things that she's saying are ironic or hip- hypocritical or just downright wrong. But at the same time, she's even her the simple things that she says make zero sense. She's just not there. And she'll just twist any little thing and completely contradict herself the entire time. And in this moment, Bethany's really leaning hard into the victim narrative. She's really pushing Raquel into like, oh, yeah, like they were in a loveless relationship. They weren't having sex. There was no romance, you said. Like she's asking Raquel, but what you're doing is planting it in her head. Yep. Like she's like, oh, there was no romance. You're pretty much saying like it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. You haven't watched the season, so you don't really get a fucking opinion. That's my favorite part. That's the Howie Mandel of it all. Yeah. You cannot comment from a place of understanding when you didn't watch the ins and outs because the ins and outs are the most important part. Her interactions with Ariana all season and her interactions with Sheena and everybody in the group, that's where it lies. That's the big issue with this affair. It's how she carried herself and acted after the fact and during it. That's the fucking problem. So for you to sit there and comment on it as though you know and understand and are giving a victim a platform to speak out is insanity. It's craziness. But that's when they start to like tiptoe around the reunion. They get into the reunion full-blown in episode two, which we're about to get to as well. But Rachel says it was uncalled for. All the things that were said were uncalled for. Nobody should hear those things. Look, again, you are less than three weeks removed from it. You're going to hear some shit. You're going to catch some shit in in your role that you've played. Unfortunately, you got to sit there. You got to grin and bear it. Yeah, they're going to say some of the most hurtful things you've ever heard in your life. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. The funny thing is, after the fact, Ariana, there's a clip of her saying like, yeah, no, it was a lot. Like, do you still feel that same way? She's like, nah, she actually kind of rescinds some of the anger. So even she was like in the moment, like we were all heated up. It was very, very soon after everything had happened. So we were all still very emotional. So yeah, we got a little over the top. Like we can understand that some of the things that were said are super hurtful, but time and place, you're very close to everybody finding out. You're going to catch a lot of shit. You just got to take it. And in this moment, when you have a chance to talk about it, say you understand. Yeah. Say, I get it. You know what? Yeah, it was awful. And I, I don't think that it was necessary and maybe it was over the top. But given the circumstances, I understand why that would give you so much more credit instead of, yeah, they shouldn't have talked to me like that. Yeah, they that's exactly what the approach that she should have taken is being remorseful. And that's where I kind of battle with it. Like, yes, Bethany was pushing her in different directions, trying to get her to play the victim. But everything that we've seen from Raquel since then, she is playing the victim. Nothing has really changed. No, she didn't learn anything. I wouldn't have uh, like... Yeah, I wouldn't have been a little I would have been a little surprised if she came in fully remorseful and apologized. But at the same time, I don't expect that. I expect her to play the victim because that's where she is. That's kind of who she's always been and that's probably where her family's pushing her. So, that's what she's going to do. Yeah. I think she would have benefited to kind of echo what you were saying. 4 months later, 5 months later, if you sat down and you had a huge public audience where all these people are going to listen, if you apologized openly again, you might be able to get some of these friends back if you actually cared. I get the vibe that she doesn't really give a shit. We watch her with Sheena. We watch her with Ariana this whole season, the last season. She doesn't actually have friends. She spaces out. She just likes to have people to talk to. She doesn't give a shit about any of them. Nope. But you can't do that and also say that you need some friends. You need people to lean on. You need people to care about you. None of that makes any sense. We've seen you just go time and time again, space out while people are talking about serious things except for the time that Ariana starts talking about her relationship with Sandoval, because that's a beneficial thing for you. Right Now you're going to check in. Now you're going to hone in. That's the only time that we've seen her alert and aware during a conversation. The rest of it, she's just ditzy and stupid. And the funny thing is, if you came into this interview and talked about your growth in therapy, talked about what you worked on, what you introed with, like I went there to learn about myself, why I go for unavailable men, why I am the way that I am pretty much. That's a great way to intro. All right, let's talk about that. What did you learn? Not, not why, yeah, 
the exact opposite. Like, yeah, I didn't learn anything and I'm the victim and these people are all assholes. But again, I blame Bethany. I blame the interviewer. It was a terrible interview. And I blame her for how she was pointing everything. And then she has the nerves call Rachel a warrior. I wrote that quote down. She goes, you know, you, Rachel, like you're a warrior, a reality TV warrior, like all the warriors out there. It's like, no, bro, don't give her the shield to like protect herself with. She needs to, like, it's just nuts. Let's keep going. I think, I think the funniest part of the first episode was talking about Rachel versus Raquel. And at the end of everything, when she goes through her crazy fucking path of why she decided to go with Raquel over Rachel and then go back to Rachel, Bethany looks at her and goes, welcome, Rachel. Yeah, like this like was some, some fucking journey, profound yeah. moment. Like, get the fuck I was, out of I was laughing out loud at that one. It was fun. Look, I had a great time. <laughs> the end of episode one, they start talking about the video that was recorded, and yeah, this is slimy as shit. Sandoval records a video in secrecy, and I do believe he showed people this video. I got one quote from, uh, was it Nick Vial? Sandoval was on some new reality TV show coming out where he was showing people on the show, like pictures and like screenshots of Rachel naked and stuff. And this video, like it's all slimy. He was showing stuff. naked stuff too. Yeah. He was showing, I, th- I always thought that cause it's like this fucking special forces show type of thing. That's what it was. Yeah. So I, all, <laughs> I just expected like a world war two guy, like taking his helmet off. and like, this is what There's I'm a fighting picture for. Of it's Rachel like a little Polaroid it. of Rachel. No. Instead it's like a clip of her. In this screen recording. No, it was stuff that should not be shown to other people. Jesus. And without her consent, that's bullshit. That's not cool. Like, in no world, I don't care how much you dislike Rachel. Like, yeah, your private business is your private. Yeah, it's weird as fuck. And it's disgusting. And that's a Sandoval thing. And again, if it's a FaceTime screen recording, that means he's probably jacking off in the corner, too. Oh, man. I don't know. You didn't know? You didn't think that? I have. But, like, you know. Who watches that, too? Like, you live close to get, like, I don't know. Whatever. People. Like, we don't kink shame here, all right? We don't kink that's shame, but that's weird. gross. But the one quote I want to talk about, and then we'll jump over to uh, episode two, or sorry, part two of this stupid thing. The day that Ariana called her and sent her a picture of the video, or sorry, a clip of the video on Tom's phone, she was sitting in a chair getting her hair done and literally said, I'm killing it. I can handle anything right now, which means that you are actively involved in a love affair high on life <laughs> and you are killing it you cannot be doing any better and then you go away for 90 days and you come out and you're defending yourself like what the hell one line that really stood out to me though is how she dealt with ariana in that moment because this to me says louder than anything i'm playing the victim right now because she says because ariana sent her the video and said you're dead to me and then wanted to know what happened what's the timeline when did this start Rachel says, I felt pressured by Ariana to tell her because I was afraid that she was going to post the video, which means that you were blackmailed. You were blackmailed into telling the girlfriend of the guy you're fucking what the timeline is. That, to me, spoke louder than anything in the episode. It seems kind of like off-color, doesn't really matter. To me, I'm like, wow. The fact that you can take the moment in which you got caught and say you felt pressured, that's a big statement to me. Yeah, no, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Her word choice never makes any sense. But again, you can just say in this moment, my world came crashing down this lie that I was holding on to forever for this guy that I was seeing in his relationship and this woman who I was friends with or friendly with or whatever. Like you, any normal person in that moment is going to say, shit, like I got caught. I got caught and I Look, there was nothing I could do. I fessed up. That's what I did. You don't say you were pressured into doing it unless you're still fucking warped in reality thinking that you're a victim. Yeah. There's just no other way about it. And then she was, look, she glossed over most of that, to be honest. She didn't, you could have leaned into the Sandoval thing a little bit more. Talk about how fucking disgusting it is. Talk about how illegal it is. Yeah. And then talk about the fact that because it was on his phone, it is now on someone else's phone, which is a felony. So there's so many different ways that you can go there and push all of the attention back on scummy ass Sandoval. Instead, you take this opportunity to act like the victim once again and then get excited to talk about what's next when it comes to Sheena. That makes no sense to me. And I don't think that's coaching. I don't think that there's anybody to blame here but Raquel. In that moment, yeah. That is a thousand percent Raquel in a nutshell. And that is what we're getting. I completely agree. And I'm just going to highlight it again because I wrote it down. This is where I wrote and I posted it today. 12 minutes of ads. In this 50-minute episode, we got 12 minutes of ads. I can't get away from the fact that she is on the platform of no exploitation without monetization, 
and has the nerve to put one-fourth of this show as advertisements. And to explain to all of you out there that don't know how podcast ads work, you get paid. It's called a CPM, cost per mile. It's confusing. I don't understand it still. But what I do know, how it works is for every 1,000 listens you get to like an advertisement, you get anywhere from, if it's a 30-second ad, it's like 18 to $30. And if it's a 60-second ad, you get anywhere from like 25 to $40. So there could be hundreds of thousands, if not a million people that listen to this episode. You do the math. And that's not even including if she has a host red ad. Host red ads are where you make the money. If you hear us idiots talking to you guys about bird dogs or other favorite sponsors of ours via hemp gummies, we get paid more for those. So she's going to make an absolute killing off of this. And she's exploiting Rachel to do so. I really wanted her to do a host red ad in the middle of all of that. Too. If she just stopped the conversation, like, Rachel, I got to stop you right there, babe. Now let's talk about bird dogs. <laughs> like that would have been electric. I would have loved that. And I looked, there were multiple times in this interview that I really just wanted to see the video. And we'll get to the second part of this, the main aspect of why I wanted to see the video. The video of the I just interview. needed to see the, the video of the of interview. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I, we were removed from that. I'm done with that. I'm talking about seeing the two of them talk. I just wanted to see their faces in so many different moments. And hopefully we do get that because I will go back and rewatch. I think that she'll post it eventually because she's going to make YouTube ad Yeah, because there's pictures in YouTube and yeah, exactly. Now, what would you say if like four or five weeks from now, Bethany comes out and says, all of the proceeds that I got from this, I'm putting towards a lawsuit towards Bravo to get these residuals for everybody on the show. I would say, holy shit, you are the most hypocritical piece of shit on the planet. Still? Yeah, because again, one, I think that'd be manufactured because she's been getting so much heat for not paying Rachel. Yeah, Everybody's charity. About it. I still, that's different, I guess. But at the same time. I feel like this is charitable though. The whole point of why I'm never going to be cool with it is because of what platform she's living on right now. Like because she is doing and saying what she's saying on one side and then in turn does this to Rachel is bullshit. I don't think it's fair. Like that's my whole thing. But let's keep trucking right along. We got episode two, which don't worry, it was 38 minutes long, not 50 minutes long. And 10 minutes of those were ads. I counted that one too. 10 minutes of ads in a 38 minute episode, which means that one third of your episode just was ads. Through and just it's not plus about 15 that. plus 15. Not about it. I skipped your ads you all know, the time. No, I, I did too, Sean. I skipped if you them skipped as well. through them, then how'd you count them? Because as I was tapping the 15 button, I looked at the time when it started, and then I looked at the time and when the episode resumed, and I put those numbers together with addition and math, bitch. Math? Part two, we start out with the physical assault by Sheena. Now, we never got confirmation that she got punched in the face. I think that we all know what happened. She pushed her into a wall, and yeah, Sheena punched her I in the face. I think she punched her in the face. Yeah, her. it's... She, she says that look at these nails is her big <laughs> argument that she didn't punch her in the face. Like, come on. You can still punch with nails. Yeah, I, I understand why you can't tell us that you punched her in the face, but you punched her in the face. But the crazy thing is, before on the reunion, she says, I'm sorry, I should have never gotten the restraining order. Like, that was a mistake. I was just reacting. Now she's saying I stand by the restraining order. And on top of that, she says, how can I be assaulted and still be the villain? Because of all of the shit you did. Yeah, that's that's it doesn't exactly exonerate what you. No, yeah. Just because you got punched in the face by someone who was not the person that you betrayed. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you kind of did, did betray, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> just stand if she stood by the restraining order at the reunion and then stood by again, that would be okay, I think, because you did get punched in the face. Yeah. That's all right if that's what if you were fearful that somebody was gonna show up or whatever and punch you in the face again then yeah, sure. Restraining order makes sense. That makes sense. But understand that it doesn't make everything you did cool because somebody cold cocked you. It's not how it works. Nope. But then we dive back into the video and I have to point this out. And this is why Sandoval deserves so much more shit because he's so slimy and gross. She questions him about the video on camera. And he says that he wanted her to see how beautiful she looked. Yeah, that's the Are dumbest thing I've ever heard Are you kidding by. me? Like, it's insane, but Rachel brings it up on camera to him, and Tom pulls a fucking 180 and says, once they're done filming, why did you do that? Why did you call me out and say that I filmed you without your consent? 
And then he says, I'm going to boycott the rest of the season unless you guys pull this scene. And you think they're going to give that man a producer credit? I I mean, look, you got to start questioning. And Bethany kind of backed it up, too. She said, oh, he pulled that move. That's not like yeah. nothing that hasn't happened before. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. Someone you got to start oh, wondering like, moment on TV. how much more is kept from us, the viewer, who's just right? trying to piece a fucking story together. If you've got idiots like this sitting around and pulling that kind of behavior to try to pull things off the camera, like I a thousand percent believe that. I think the energy that we saw in that weird little scene that was very uncomfortable to watch, there was more to it. And while we didn't really want to watch it again, there's obviously things that were left out and things that could have been included that may have helped Rachel's case. Like if she had just leaned into that and said, look, like, yeah, I cheated. I did this. I was part of this. Push it all on Tom. There's no other fucking recourse here. Just push it on Tom. He's the number one perpetrator. You might be able to get up with a little bit of victimism. People would probably feel a little bit bad victimism. for you at some, at some point. I don't know. New words. Maybe that though people will feel bad for you. People already did feel bad for her at one point. You could grow a bit of, I guess, a sob story if you could. And maybe you can get some of these friends back if you're remorseful and throw it all on the number one perpetrator. Instead, you just leave him out completely don't slander his you go after everyone reason. else and you go after everybody else who had a right to be mad who by the way admitted yes we were really hard on her but it was really new maybe they're not going to be hard on you anymore maybe you can just lean not into that now. and leave them out of it no now you're just going to re-kick up some shit and honestly look i think that ariana i don't think she's going to feel anything from this interview no, i don't think she's no. probably going to laugh she's going to think this is ridiculous lala might use this as a bit of a platform she'll probably have the number oh, one podcast next yeah. week i'm sure the rest of them, they're they're gonna laugh at this. They don't um, care. Katie already posted like, "What in the hot garbage is this?" Which I thought yeah. was funny. Um, and I want to say something because we caught some shit from like two out of the two thousand people that messaged us in the past two days, where they're saying, "Oh, what? She doesn't have a right to speak up." Like you're trying to silence a woman. No, we're not trying to silence anybody. The funny thing is, I one hundred percent believe that Rachel deserves a platform in which to speak on her own behalf. I think. Whoa. That- I do. I think anybody does. I think everybody deserves okay. the right to at least talk, to at least speak, not the way she's going about it. And I also think that she chose the wrong platform. I think that had she, first of all, I think she needed to wait longer. I think it's too soon, but I do think that she deserved the right after what she went through as far as the shit that was said. I think that it was so gnarly to listen to that stuff. I'm not saying it wasn't deserved in the moment, but I'm saying If you're going to take your beating and then you come out after the fact and say, look, I went to a therapy center for 90 days. I've really worked on myself. I understand what I did was really wrong. I hurt a lot of people in my wake. I'm so remorseful. I'm going to continue to do the work and hopefully I can become a better person. Something along those lines. Yes, you have the right to speak out when you're ready. I do believe that. I think that you could not have gone about it in a worst way with a worse mediator. Yeah. Not wrong. Thanks. <laughs> but the profit thing comes back up and Bethany says, it sounds like everybody's profiting, but you're in debt. How the fuck are you in debt? You made 350K. Poor financial decisions, probably. Horrible finance. Yeah, you maybe I mean, following yeah, Tom she, around the country with his stupid ass band for doing that. He's probably not paying for you to travel. You probably also got an apartment that was outside of your means because you thought you were going to be on the show longer. There's a lot of things to be said there. It's not... By it, she's not fucking in debt because she cheated with Sandoval. No, that's she's not in yet. debt because she's an idiot. Yeah, you don't like, you don't get charged for an affair. I but don't think so. This is when she brings up Kristen's spinoff, and she claims, and we've heard uh, rumblings about this actually, somewhat confirmed today by Dodie herself uh, when she says there is some truth to what Rachel is saying, as far as there might have been some violence from James Kennedy during their relationship in which she was the victim of abuse. We cannot corroborate that as we do not have the evidence. So this is a big old alleged, but Rachel speaks out on that and says this happened. And that's why she got the spinoff. It's more or less hush money. And look, I was actually, I'm proud of Kristen today for speaking out on it, for saying something. And it's a difficult topic to discuss, obviously. And if that is actually happening, I do think that needs to be brought to light. I think that we've heard it now for, what, six months we've heard rumors? Yeah, between her and Jax, yeah. Yeah, I think it's time that something comes out in which we know what's going on because I don't want to watch somebody on TV that does that kind of stuff. I don't even want to watch somebody on TV 
that's allegedly doing that stuff until it's proven that he didn't. Like, that's bullshit. I actually agree with Rachel there. Like, if that is something that's going on, I don't know if it's hush money, but I do think that whatever those allegations are, they need to be addressed. They need to be addressed before next season because that's important and it's something that you can't sweep under the rug as a network, as a human being. Like, that's yeah, not only that, shit. but that's not the first time, obviously, during the reunion when Tom was talking about what James was doing in Atlantic City. Like, right. there's there are other things that because this scandal has gotten so fucking huge and because Tom talked to Howie Mandel and now we've got Rachel out there talking. There's so many big things happening that I feel like the little details are kind of just getting pushed under the rug and hopefully they're addressed. And maybe this is a good thing to come out of the interview. Yeah, that's, maybe, that's a good like, point. The positive <laughs> That's your silver it still, lining. It still doesn't help Raquel no, at all, but, in the least. But hopefully it can help Dodie. Uh, but uh, that's when we dive full-blown into the reunion for... And this is, I believe, the scene you're referring to in which you want to watch it. I need to watch this. Bethany does a dramatic reading, I want to call it, borderline monologue for like an acting role in which she reads everything that was said to Rachel negative. Everything. Like calling her subhuman, calling her the C word. Like she reads it. I I wonder if Bethany, I, I, I bet Bethany did say that and they bleeped it out. She did. There was like a weird was pause. A weird you gap. could hear the yeah, C, yeah. and then it was like yeah, weird gap. She definitely said it, uh, which is even funnier that yeah, she dropped I got to that see word this. on her. Like the whole thing is hysterical in that moment. But the thing that, and you walked in my house as I was listening to this part. She starts talking about the numbers, the ratings, like what this scandal did to boost Vanderpump and make it one of the most watched shows in the past, like five, ten years, whatever. She doesn't even have the research. She doesn't have the numbers in front she of her. She had it. She Googles she the Googled shit. She Googled it, yeah. And I thought that was really funny. It was definitely genuine, too. She had no idea. She's sitting there going, oh, my God. Oh she my God. was oh my so God. jealous. Oh, my. It was so it funny. Yeah. She's, it was really funny, though, because she said, you know, that's those numbers are way bigger than any other housewife show that I've ever been a part of. And then she said, and even Beverly Hills, which is big. And then she went into Atlanta. And I'm like, all right, well, at least she didn't just leave it at her own personal thing. That was but you somewhat could of a tell good move. When she started dropping the numbers, she, yeah. she's like, "Fuck! I never even like touched those numbers." Yeah, yeah. That was a really funny scene, or I guess clip. But it drove me nuts, like as podcasters and as interviewers, to hear somebody break out a phone mid-interview and react genuinely to like new knowledge. Like you should have that stuff loved it. mapped out in front I of thought you. Thought it was so. Funny. I did too. It was actually a nice little moment where I, I could breathe during this. Yeah, but um. You weren't breathing? No, I was holding my breath for an extended period of time, so oh, I didn't yell. Good? I'm not. This kind of stuff really rattles me. I know you, you like to, like, ha-ha at it, and I know you like to poke like poke me and push my buttons because you think it's funny. And it you is think really our funny. listeners like to hear it. But <laughs> they do, but they do love it. <laughs> like, you take years off my life when you push me into these fucking rants, dude. I don't think you but realize. we get great content out of it. <sighs> Let's keep going. We're almost face done. is so red I'm right now. Right, red. I'm actually physically <laughs> hot right now. If you're YouTube, what's up? But um, this is where Bethany says, nobody hands you a tissue. Nobody checks in on you and sees if you're okay. Again, Beth, this is two weeks out, three weeks out, whatever. Very fresh. It's no Queen B to you, not Beth. What's up? Queen B to you, not Beth. <laughs> it's not going to work. But she says nobody should be spoken to that way. And then we get Rachel's response, how she reacts to all of this, what she's feeling on the whole matter. And she goes into what I can only call a pageant speech about how everybody deserves love and everybody deserves to. Yeah, no one should hear that they're subhuman unless you are fucking the man of a girl that you hang out with on the daily. Yeah. Then you might have to catch some shit and just grin and bear it. Don't sit there and defend yourself. It's fucking insane. It's funny you said pageant speech, too, because I bet you there's got to be some old footage of Rachel's pageant speeches, right? And I bet she says that for everybody deserves love in this world, and that's how world peace is achieved. Raquel, it says, Rachel, uh, okay, whatever. We're it's, just going to skip over that. Tranquil. Why is USA the best country in the world? Well, everybody deserves love. <laughs> what? But she tells us about her, and we, I didn't know this part, where... She was actually birthed by her mom's sister and then adopted by her birth mom's sister. Yeah, I also thought that was weird. And then she's also known as your aunt, but you know, whatever. Right. That would be an easier way to say it. But then she says, I think I'm a miracle. Miracle baby. 
I, why? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I, but that's delusion. It's a miracle that I'm still alive. Why? But the delusion of it all. Unless the, her aunt was like considering an abortion or something. That's the only, or I guess her mom. Fuck, that's confusing. Her mom's sister's birth, her birth mom. Her birth Unless she was considering, like, terminating the pregnancy, like, then you're a miracle baby, I guess. But it's just, in this moment, to use the term miracle and prop yourself up, again, it's weird. There's no remorse. a thousand percent just her her acting mom, if you will, pushing that into her. That's what the fuck, that's her life. That's what she's always been. We're getting a glimpse as to why she's so delusional it's in all the of mom. these situations. It's the mom, it's her family, it's her life of pageantry, it's all this bullshit. The fact, I, I can't say it enough, the fact that a first grader changed her fucking name makes no sense to me. It is not an American name. Your name was Rachel. Rachel. You didn't change to fucking Marie. You didn't change to Tiffany. You changed <laughs> to Raquel. That makes no sense. You just thought it was a cool name. And so you, you went feel with special. It. Like that this is Big Daddy. Like, what's your name? Frankenstein. I'm going with Frankenstein. <laughs> All right, the kid likes Frankenstein. We're going with that. That's a movie. This is real life. It makes no sense. She is so delusional. And I do not understand. Like, yes, obviously we're podcasters. We're going to talk about this. People that are actually trying to analyze the things that she says and take them for fucking Bible are nuts. This woman is stupid as hell. She is fucking she's got a 10 iq why are we doing this why do we care what she has to say she's clearly doesn't care about anybody else but herself she clearly has no remorse for the things that she did the fact that we were sitting here thinking that she might be remorseful is lunacy yeah and the thing that I mean, this kind of winds up the episode thank god but we got a quick free ad for dr matt hulowitz who is also a psychologist Shout out, dr matt dr matt uh who clarifies that this was emotional abuse this was not punishment uh and there's a difference between the two and while i agree with dr matt's evaluation dr matt again does not know the time frame this, dr matt again probably did not watch this i think this is all made up that that could also be very true but uh the last thing i want to point out is how bethany tries to spin what was going on at the reunion, how she tries to intentionally paint Andy in a certain light. And this, I believe, is her effort to push her other narrative, which is the strike. Like when Andy's saying, come back, come back, and she starts highlighting, there is no safe spaces. There's nobody you can turn to. It's a dangerous atmosphere in reality TV. And a lot of people say, that's what you signed up for. Now, should there be an outlet in which, like, hey, this is too much? Yeah, I believe that because I believe that we've seen moments in other shows as well where stuff gets really real and it's almost to the point where it's like, wow, this is too much. I don't want to watch this. Like, somebody needs to step in. We saw it when Diana Jenkins tore down Sutton in Beverly Hills. And we asked Sutton, too. Is there anybody yeah. that you can, like, lean on a little bit? And she said, yeah, you know, some of the producers are, like, mostly it's just people that work for me that I can lean on. That's pretty yeah. much it. Right. So we knew that this toxic culture existed. The funniest aspect of this was Raquel thought Reality TV was going to be fun. Have you watched it? Have you watched any of it? And she definitely did. She absolutely did. We know that she watched it. So she knows it's not fun, but it just goes to show you even more delusional. And like the, the way she ends it is just leaning into the victim card and saying, this is so out of character. Like, this is not who I am. Anybody that watched seasons five through whatever, five through 10, five through nine, they can see I was quiet i was collected i was and yeah you know what you were this that's why this was so shocking because of what you did but you cannot sit there and say this is out of character when our most recent experience with you and your character is this person had you come out of 90 days in therapy and taken a different approach and then by the end of episode two i might be like oh good you've grown that's a different story but instead you went the exact opposite direction because bethany frankenstein pushed her little like, literally, she's Dr. Frankenstein. She, she pushes you in a direction. She controls you. You're her puppet now. And she's directing this interview exactly where she wants it to go. She's saying exactly what she wants to, to push her narrative across, that Bravo as a whole is a dangerous, dangerous place for all reality stars. And you are the latest victim of Bravo. Yeah, pretty much. About it in a nutshell, buddy. How you feeling? I do feel better. There you go. I, I, I'm hated, proud of you. I hated you in the first five minutes. Good. I know, and I know it's intentional, and that's why I hate it more, because I sit there and listen to the gaslighting, and I buy into it. There's the notebook throw. Every time. I, I, I am, <laughs> you'd think I was immune to it at this point, but every single time I do it. 
I can't help it. It's fun. It's not fun. I like it. I'm not having fun. Are we having fun yet? Name that show. Yeah, that's a great fucking show. But but that takes us to the question portion, and I imagine we have about a thousand. So, yep, we sure do. So let's dive right in. Oh, you'll like this from EMB432. I find the whole thing laughable. <laughs> it is laughable. It's fun. From Magski. Not a productive question, I know, but how do we pause Bethany? I don't know, Magski. We brought this up on TikTok and got a lot of shit for it, so you can spearhead that I one. I think she's doing a great job. <laughs> Keep her going. Oh, okay. From Sophia... Sophie R. Brown or Sofer Brown? Either or. On a scale of 1 to 10, which interview was worse? Rachel and Bethany or Sandoval and Howie? Sandoval and Howie. Sandoval and Howie. Yeah. Hands down. At least we got some information. Yeah, at least they were talking about things instead of Sandoval just going into it. The difference is Sandoval did have his own plan, and he pushed that plan across. Rachel didn't have a plan, and Bethany pushed her plan across. That's what happened. From Love Val 5 should Tom be getting in trouble since he recorded that FaceTime without permission? Yeah, one thousand yep. percent. And that's the that's the strategy that Raquel should have taken. She should have taken that. Yeah, that's bullshit. Instead, what she does is actually put Ariana in trouble potentially by alleging that she distributed this video. Like you said, that's a felon. You're yep. accusing somebody of a felony without saying allegedly, which in turn is illegal. If this isn't true, she can turn around and sue you for defamation. It can get back to Tom somehow, but yeah, just take charge, go right at Tom. Don't go roundabout. From Caroline Mick eight. Favorite Southern state. <laughs> Love this. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mississippi because it's the funnest to spell. Uh Texas, which you know, yeah. that's because I'm from there and my daughter lives there. That's more of a southwestern state though. Like South South, uh Deep South. Deep South. Uh, I love the Carolinas. I don't think they're the Deep South, but I love I would the Carolinas. Say South Carolina is. There's parts of it. I love South Carolina. Georgia's cool. Um, I spent a lot of time in Florida, which uh, not the best. Not state. good time. No, I was there for a time. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, actually, there's a there's a special episode I'm going to drop in honor of my five years sober. I thought it would be a cool opportunity for me to speak out a lot of you asked if i was going to share my story and said that you wanted me to share my story so i'm actually going to share my story in the most shareable way possible by sharing it with all of our listeners i'm going to drop that in the next 24 hours or so uh because it's a pretty unique opportunity i have to speak on a platform about my story and i want to share share it up the last one and you're going to love this one from a a beaten is Bethany the Carson Wentz of Housewives? 1,000%. She is lauded as one of the best housewives in all housewife history. People think that she did an amazing job on the show and now is tanking so hard in the eyes of Bravo and what people thought of her past. We have like 30 messages of people saying, I loved Bethany until these last two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't wrap my head around that one. I'm trying to think of a better demise for a uh, a superstar. Yeah, because Carson did get us to the Super Bowl. But uh, anyway, the Super Bowl. check in next week when Bethany interviews Luke from Down Under. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo. I knew you'd like that. She might, honestly. Yeah, of course she will. Um, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm emotionally drained. I'm glad we have family dinner tonight so I can settle down a little bit. But uh, Don't worry, I'll probably a little bit. <laughs> Sunday night. We're going to go live with Zach Peter, and we're going to break down episode three together. I think we're going to post that as an episode as well. So if you're not able to catch the live, we got a little episode slash live with our main man, Zach. Um, I think it's as of right now, it's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday. If that changes, we will let you know, but make sure you tune into that. Reminder to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros on Instagram, threads, X, Twitter. Facebook, MySpace. Um, oh, we don't have a Facebook. I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube. It's the first time I've said that successfully at Brav Bros Podcast. Tune in Sunday night to see if I can gaslight Zach too. Uh, Zach could be Zach, tougher. Zach's to really tough to yeah, gaslight. Tough I tried to really hard at the live show. No, he was did. not having it. No, he's he's quicker and less emotional than yeah. I am. I'm easy to gaslight. Yep. All it takes is one poke, and I'll fuck you. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. But hey. I got a big heart. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Anything else? Nope. All right. Fuck you, buddy. Bye. Bye.
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.